What up, what up, what up? This is your boy Roy, and you are now tuned into Back to Center Podcast, the only podcast dedicated to life, love, and the millennial struggle. Ladies and gentlemen, I hope your week has been smooth and great, as has mine. And on top of that, it is also Self-Care Saturday, so here's a quick reminder to make sure you take care of yourself today, regardless of the weather. It's not that great out here today in Staten Island, but I hope wherever you are, it is beautiful. Now, ladies and gentlemen, we were talking about you are a god and how to become one, but today I have a very special guest, Neville Goddard, will be going over in more detail on how to become a god as well. So strap in, pour up a libation, roll one up. Let's go ahead and start the show. check this out real quick first of all i want to say thank you so much for tuning in but i also want to let you know there's a new way to support feel free to go into the description section of this podcast episode and click the donate button and donate what your heart desires thank you so much Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, and happy Self-Care Saturday. This is, of course, your boy Roy, and you are also, of course, tuned into Back to Center Podcast. Now, there's a lot for me to cover today, but there's not a lot of time for me to cover it because we do have a special guest speaking on our on the topic, excuse me, that we spoke on last week. Last week, we were talking about how to become a god and become the god of your own life. And, you know, to be honest, I think I did pretty well with the subject, but I also think my guest today will do an even better job. He goes by the name of Neville Goddard, a name of which a lot of people have never heard, much like Jesus Christ or Yehovah, but we're not here for religion. We're here to understand the metaphysics of how to use your imagination to create your life or how to create the best life possible, right? But of course, before we get to the meat and potatoes of the conversation and of the podcast today, we got a lot to talk about. September. Let's do a quick recap. First of all, I hope your September was as amazing as mine was. It was rather hectic, but I definitely learned a lot during September, and especially with all the endeavors that I've been going into. One thing that I've learned particularly, or I should say rather, one thing that I've been able to get down pat is consistency, right? Learning the power of consistency and being consistent with the things that you're doing And even in those moments when you need to discipline yourself in order to be consistent, doing things you may not want to do all the time, they have their payoffs. And one specific notion or one specific instance that I want to speak on in regards to being consistent is this podcast itself. First of all, I want to say thank you from the bottom of my heart, an overwhelming thank you for consistently tuning in and listening to me. Sometimes when I'm recording these things, I listen to my own voice and I cannot stand my own voice, but I'm amazed and thankful and honored that every week, nations, individuals, countries, states consistently tune in to listen to this podcast. And because of that, we are actually one of the 10% or in the 10 percentile of most streamed podcasts. So I want to give a big round of applause, an invisible applause. Imagine I'm clapping for everyone right now, but I want to say thank you so much for tuning in week after week after week. Even during those weeks when I wasn't creating anything and nothing was coming out, there were still people listening to the podcast. So again, 
Thank you so, so much. And I want to grow this community as much as possible. So if you want, this is a no pressure situation because the last thing I want to do is pressure anyone into following me on Instagram. But in order to continue the growth of this community and keep the vibe right, I cordially, I cordially invite you to come follow me on Instagram and I will do the same. I will follow you back. The first 100 people to follow me, I will follow back. The Instagram is back to center podcast. Very easy, very easy to remember. I'm not going to spell it out. I'm pretty sure you guys know how to spell, but um, yeah, thank you from the bottom of my heart. I cannot stress it enough and I don't know how many times I can repeat it without it becoming redundant, but once again, <laughs> thank you so much. Um, now, going forward, uh, I want to give another shout out to a great company called Strikes. Strikes is an amazing company. They do men's uh, makeup, and I had the opportunity to model for them and model, model some of their uh, new products that are coming out. Now, I fucked up because I posted some of the shots that I did for them way too early, so they, they emailed me. They were like, hey, we appreciate the support, but take that shit the fuck down. And I was like, yo, you got it. Definitely don't want to ruin that kind of relationship. Um, side note, strikes. If you're ever doing like a campaign, hit me up. Hit me up. But yeah, got the opportunity to model for strikes. And it was an amazing opportunity. So shout out to them. Fellas, let's keep it a buck. Our skin isn't always the best. We don't always treat it right. But strikes is there for you when you need it. So do yourself a favor. Go on to stryx.com. Take a look at their product line. They have some new products coming out, but take a look at their product line. Unfortunately, I don't have a discount code for you because this promotion is coming purely from the heart. Again, take a look at it. If you feel like some of those products are good for you, go ahead and purchase them. Try it out. See what happens. The worst, worst case scenario, you got better skin. Big whoop. Your boys might make fun of you a little bit because you got some makeup, but hey, it is what it is. Do you want to have good skin and get laid or like be cool with your boys and not get laid and have bad skin? I don't know. That sounds lame to me. But moving forward, spooky season is upon us. Let's talk about that for a minute. Halloween is upon us and this will be the second Halloween I've ever celebrated in all 28 years of my life, which isn't a bad thing necessarily. It's not bad. But it's always interesting whenever I think about as to why I never celebrated Halloween. And the reason being is because my mom was overly religious. I can't say overly religious because who am I to put a cap on how much someone could like religion? But my mom was the type to be a little cautious when it came to Halloween, especially like during the 90s when they had all those like news stories about people putting razor blades and Snickers and shit. So my mom was always like, nah, there's no way you're going out trick-or-treating or things of that nature. The only benefit was I got to stay home every Halloween. So it was always a holiday like within my home. So I was cool. But now that I'm, I'm an adult, I have some time. I definitely plan on celebrating Halloween. I'm trying to figure out who I'm going to be for Halloween. I don't know yet. So I might make a poll and have you guys just decide for me. That'll probably be the only decision I will ever have outsourced. But with that being said, I'll probably have a poll out. Keep your eyes on the lookout for it. If you feel like you want to join in, join in, give me some opinions. And I'd also love to hear what you're going to be for Halloween as well. Let's talk about it. And potentially, if we got the community growing to a point where we could all link up in New York, let's throw a Halloween party. Why not? So that was just something I wanted to note. And before I go, the last thing I wanted to say is remember that at the end of the day, 
your imagination, how you view yourself, and the energy you put out in this world will be reverberated no matter what. So it's always important to have a clear, concise vision as to who you are and who you want to be. Because in life, there's multiple scenarios that will always try to sway you back and forth. And of course, given those circumstances, there will be moments where you falter on who you used to be. But it's always good to remind yourself and ask yourself, am I slipping into the old version of myself? If so, now is a good time to come back to center. See what I did there? Now's a good time to come back to center and rediscover who you are. So the good thing about Neville Goddard is that he breaks this down in such an eloquent way where you could really digest the information. And not only that, it has playback ability. In other words, you will always be able to come back and listen to it because, quite frankly, the message is absolutely timeless. So the one time I will ever ask something of you outside of like, to follow me on Instagram and everything else that I've been asking. I have this one last request before I go. Take time to discover who you are. Not the person people want you to be. Not the person your parents want you to be. Who you are. Now, mind you, some people aren't going to like the real you. Guess what? That's okay. Not everyone has to like who you are, but you have to like who you are. And that's very important. So without further ado, after the commercial break, because again, your boy getting his money. And after the music break, we'll have a special guest, Neville Goddard, talking about how to use your imagination to create the best life possible. And it will be in 528 hertz. If you've never experienced a 528 hertz frequency, it's very nice, very low, and it syncs very well with the message. So without further ado, once again, this is your boy Roy. You've been tuned into Back to Center. I hope life is as good for you as it is for me at this very moment. And I hope the message that Neville Goddard has for you, you're able to take, intake it, make it malleable, make it something that can be applicable to you, and then take that same information, use it to inspire others, inspire yourself, and transcend whatever challenges you may have in your life now. So I'm going to let you go. I'm going to let Neville Goddard speak. Our music today, we got Voice of God by Kasky, which plays very well into the whole entire message. But I think I've been talking for too long, so I'm going to let you go, and I'll see you soon. Next week, here's my last message. (laughs) Next week, we're going to talk about permission to feel. And fellas, this one's really important because as men, we try to suppress our feelings a lot. And I'm not going to go too long into this, but just want to say this one last quip. As men, we tend to press our feelings down, right? We suppress them. We push them to the side, we make sure that they're at the back of our minds, but they manifest in our everyday life in various ways, in a myriad of ways, good or bad. So next week, we're going to talk about permission to feel, the ability to understand your emotions, 
work with them as opposed to working against them. So enjoy the rest of your Saturday, ladies and gentlemen, and I'll speak to you soon. This is your boy, Roy, signing out. Don't be anything at all I made you how I did Cause it's gonna take you far Then I heard the voice of God She said be yourself But don't be anything at all Yeah Looking in my life So much pain that I recall when you down bad, who the fuck you supposed to call? Hey, yeah, uh, that's why we're gon' fight it out when lose a job. But like my caddy, I've been looking for some time, I can stop. Yeah, praying for a sign while I'm looking at these stars. Then I heard the voice of God. Be yourself or don't be anything at all I made you how I did Cause it's gonna take you far Then I heard the voice of God She said be yourself or don't be anything Sometimes for my life wasn't worth it Wish I could reverse it I picture anything but this This ain't picture perfect I'm saying curses at the same time I'm reading verses When God strike down on the hammer You can't miss the verdict Why I'm so selfish I'm never trying to live in service I said a prayer with the same mouth I kissed the serpent I pour codeine inside a cup Cause I'm getting nervous Lately I can't put down the stuff I'm down like the dirtest Lately I bury all my problems Underneath the surface Inside my mind can't get a handle it feel like a circus Sometimes you look inside the mirror And you get discouraged But Truth is You want something and actualize it Capital inside my pocket Cause I'm out here capitalizing Why I feel so broken Even when I gotta cash deposit All this pain inside my life Only thing I do is laugh about it I heard the voice of God He said be yourself or don't be anything at all I made you how I did Cause it's gonna take you far Then I heard the voice of God She said be yourself or don't be anything The purpose of this record is to show you how to use your imagination to achieve your every desire. Most men are totally unaware of the creative power of imagination and invariably bow before the dictates of facts and accept life on the basis of the world without. But when you discover this creative power within yourself, you will boldly assert the supremacy of imagination and put all things in subjection to it. When the man speaks of God in man, he's totally unaware 
that this power called God in man is man's imagination. This is the creative power in man. There is nothing under heaven that is not plastic as potter's clay to the touch of the shaping spirit of imagination. Once a man said to me, you know Neville, I love to listen to you talk about imagination. But as I do so, I invariably touch the chair with my fingers and push my feet into the rug just to keep my sense of the reality and the profundity of things. Well, undoubtedly he is still touching the chair with his fingers and pushing his feet into the rug. But now let me tell you another one who didn't touch with her fingers and didn't push that foot of hers onto the board of the streetcar. It's the story of a young girl, just turned 17. It was Christmas Eve, and she is sad of heart. For that year, she had lost her father in an accident, and she's returning home to what seemed to be an empty house. She was untrained to do anything, so got herself a job as a waitress. This night is quite late, Christmas Eve. It's raining. The car is full of laughing boys and girls home for their Christmas vacation. And she couldn't conceal the tears. Luckily for her, as I said, it was raining. So she stuck her face into the heavens to mingle her tears with the rain. And then holding the rail of the streetcar, this is what she did. She said, this is not rain, but this is spray from the ocean. And this is not the salt of tears that I taste, but this is the salt of the sea in the wind. And this is not San Diego. This is a ship. And I'm coming into the Bay of Samoa. And there she felt the reality of all that she had imagined. Then came the end of the journey. And all are out. Ten days later, this girl received a letter from a firm in Chicago saying that her aunt, several years before, when she sailed for Europe, deposited with them $3,000 with instructions that if she did not return to America, this money should be paid to her niece. They had just received information of the aunt's death and were now acting upon her instructions. One month later, this girl sailed for Samoa. As she came into the bay, it was late that night, and there was salt of the sea in the wind. It wasn't raining, but there was spray in the air. And she actually felt what she felt one month before, only this time she had realized her objective. Now this whole record is technique. I want to show you today how to put your wonderful imagination right into the feeling of your wish fulfilled. And let it remain there and fall asleep in that state. And I promise you from my own experience, you will realize the state in which you sleep if you could actually feel yourself right into the situation of your fulfilled desire and continue therein until you fall asleep. As you feel yourself right into it, remain in it until you give it all the tones of reality, until you give it all the sensory vividness of reality. As you do it, in that state, quietly fall into sleep. And in a way you will never know you could never consciously devise the means that would be employed. You will find yourself moving across a series of events leading you towards the objective realization of this state. Now here is a practical technique. The first thing you do 
you must know exactly what you want in this world. When you know exactly what you want, make as lifelike a representation as possible of what you would see and what you would touch and what you would do and physically moving in such a state. For example, suppose I wanted a home, but I had no money, but I still know what I want. I, without taking anything into consideration, I would make as lifelike a representation of the home that I would like with all the things in it that I would want. And then, this night, as I would go to bed, I would, in a state, a drowsy, sleepy state, the state that borders upon sleep, I would imagine that I am actually in such a house, that were I to step off the bed, I would step upon the floor of that house. Were I to leave this room, I would enter the room that is adjacent to my imagined room in that house. And while I am touching the furniture and feeling it to be solidly real, and while I am moving from one room to the other in my imaginary house, I would go sound asleep in that state. And I know that in a way, I could not consciously devise, I would realize my house. I have seen it work time and time again. If I wanted promotion in my business, I would ask myself what additional responsibilities would be mine were I to be given this great promotion. What would I do? What would I say? What would I see? How would I act? And then in my imagination, I would begin to see and touch and do and act as I would outwardly see and touch and act were I in that position. If I now desired the mate of my life, were I now in search of some wonderful girl or some wonderful man, what would I actually find myself doing that would imply that I have found my state? For instance, suppose now I was a lady. One thing I would definitely do, I would wear a wedding ring. I would take my imaginary hand and I would feel the ring that I would imagine to be there. And I would keep on feeling it and feeling it until it seemed to me to be solidly real. I would give it all the sensory vividness I am capable of giving anything. And while I am feeling my imaginary ring, which implies I am married, I would sleep. This story is told us in the Song of Songs, or the Song of Solomon. It is said at night on my bed, I sought him whom my soul loved. I found him whom my soul loved. And I would not let him go until I brought him into my mother's house, right into the chamber of her that conceived me. If I would take that beautiful poem and put it into modern English, into practical language, it would be this. While sitting in my chair, I would feel myself right into the situation of my fulfilled desire. And having felt myself into that state, I would not let it go. I would keep that mood alive, and in that mood, I would sleep. That is, take it right into my mother's chamber, into the chamber of her that conceived me. You know, people are totally unaware of this fantastic power of the imagination. But when man begins to discover this power within him, he never plays the part that he formerly played. He doesn't turn back and become just the reflective life. From here on in, he is the affective of life. The secret of it is to center your imagination in the feeling of the wish fulfilled and remain therein. For in our capacity,
to live in the feeling of the wish fulfilled lies our capacity to live the more abundant life. Most of us are afraid to imagine ourselves as important and noble individuals, secure in our contribution to the world, just because at the very moment that we start our assumption, reason and our senses deny the truth of our assumption. We seem to be in the grip of an unconscious urge which makes us cling desperately to the world of familiar things and resist all that threatens to tear us away from our familiar and seemingly safe mores. Well, I appeal to you to try it. If you try it, you will discover this great wisdom of the ancients, for they told it to us in their own strange, wonderful, symbolical form. But unfortunately, you and I misinterpreted their story and took it for history when they intended it as instruction to simply achieve our every objective. You see, imagination puts us inwardly in touch with a world of states. These states are existent, they are present now, but they are mere possibilities while we think of them. But they become overpoweringly real when we think from them and dwell in them. You know, there's a wide difference between thinking of what you want in this world and thinking from what you want. Let me tell you when I first heard of the strange and wonderful power of the imagination. It was in 1933 in New York City. An old friend of mine taught it to me. He turned to the 14th of John, and this is what he read. In my father's house are many mansions. If it were not so, I would have told you. I go to prepare a place for you. And if I go and prepare a place for you, I will come again and receive you unto myself, that where I am, there ye may be also. He explained to me that this central character of the Gospels was human imagination, that mansion was not a place in some heavenly house, but simply my desire. If I would make a living representation of the state desired, and then enter that state and abide in that state, I would realize it. At the time, I wanted to make a trip to the island of Barbados in the West Indies, but I had no money. He explained to me that if I would that night, as I slept in New York City, assume that I was sleeping in my earthly father's house in Barbados, and go sound to sleep in that state, that I would realize my trip. Well, I took him at his word and tried it. For one month, night after night, as I fell asleep, I assumed I was sleeping in my father's home in Barbados. At the end of my month, an invitation from my family came, inviting me to spend the winter in Barbados. I sailed for Barbados the early part of December of that year. From then on, I knew I had found this savior in myself. The old man told me that it would never fail. Even after it happened, I could hardly believe that it would not have happened anyway. That's how strange this whole thing is. On reflection, it happens so naturally. You begin to feel or to tell yourself what it would have happened anyway. And you quickly recover from this wonderful experience of yours. It never failed me if I would give the mood, the imagined mood, sensory vividness. I could tell you unnumbered case histories to show you how it works. But in essence, it's simple. 
You simply know what you want. When you know what you want, you are thinking of it. That is not enough. You must now begin to think from it. Well, how could I think from it? I am sitting here, and I desire to be elsewhere. How could I, while sitting here physically, put myself in imagination at a point in space removed from this room and make that real to me? Quite easily. My imagination puts me in touch inwardly with that state. I imagine that I am actually where I desire to be. Now, can I tell that I am there? There is only one way to prove that I am there. For what a man sees when he describes his world is as he describes it relative to himself. So what the world looks like depends entirely upon where I stand when I make my observation. So if, as I describe my world, it is related to that point in space I imagine that I am occupying, then I must be there. I am not there physically, no, but I am there in my imagination, and my imagination is my real self. And where I go in imagination and make it real, there I shall go in the flesh also. When in that state I fall asleep, it is done. I have never seen it fail. So this is the simple technique on how to use your imagination to realize your every objective. Here is a very healthy and productive exercise for the imagination. Something that you should do daily. Daily relive the day as you wish you had lived it, revising the scenes to make them conform to your ideals. For instance, suppose the day's mail brought disappointing news. Revise the letter, mentally rewrite it, and make it conform to the news you wish you had received. Or suppose you didn't get the letter you wish you had received. Write yourself the letter, and imagine that you received such a letter. Let me tell you a story that took place in New York not very long ago. In my audience sat this lady who had heard me old numberless times. I was telling the story of revision. A man not knowing the power of imagination. He goes to sleep at the end of his day, tired and exhausted, accepting as final all the events of the day. And I was trying to show that man should, at that moment, before he sleeps, he should rewrite the entire day and make it conform to the day he wished he had experienced. Here is the way a lady wisely used this law of revision. It appears that two years ago. She was ordered out of her daughter-in-law's home. For two years, there was no correspondence. She had sent her grandson at least two dozen presents in that interval, but not one was ever acknowledged. Having heard the story of revision, this is what she did. As she retired at night, she mentally constructed two letters: one she imagined coming from her grandson, and the other from her daughter-in-law. In these letters, they expressed. Deep affection for, and wondered why she had not called to see them. This she did for seven consecutive nights, holding in her imaginary hand the letter she imagined she had received, and reading these letters over and over until it aroused within her the satisfaction of having heard. Then she slept. On the eighth day, she received a letter from her daughter-in-law. On the inside, there were two letters. One from her grandson and one from the daughter-in-law.
they've practically duplicated the imaginary letters that this grandmother had written to herself eight days before. This art of revision can be used in any department of your life. Take the matter of health. Suppose you were ill. Bring before your mind's eye the image of a friend. Put upon that face an expression which implies that he or she sees in you that which you want the whole world to see. Just imagine he is saying to you that he has never seen you look better. And you reply, I have never felt better. Suppose your foot was injured. Then do this. Construct mentally a drama which implies that you are walking, that you're doing all the things that you would do if the foot was normal. And do it over and over and over until it takes on the tones of reality. Whenever you do in your imagination that which you would like to do in the outer world, that you will do in the outer world. The one requisite is to arouse your attention in a way and to such intensity that you become wholly absorbed in the revised action. You will experience an expansion and refinement of the senses by this imaginative exercise and eventually achieve vision in the inner world. The abundant life promised us is ours to enjoy now, but not until we have the sense of the Creator as our imagination can we experience it. Persistent imagination, centered in the feeling of the wish fulfilled, is the secret of all successful operations. This alone is the means of fulfilling the intention. Every stage of man's progress is made by the conscious, voluntary exercise of the imagination. Then you will understand why all poets have stressed the importance of controlled, vivid imagination. Listen to this one by the great William Blake. In your own bosom you bear your heaven and earth, and all you behold, though it appears without, it is within, in your imagination of which this world of mortality is but a shadow. Try it, and you too will prove that your imagination is the creator.